what's going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of the night shift i'm your host as always zach hernandez and today there's just two main things that we're going to be covering but first off we are going to cover my stardoms and situms for this upcoming week of fantasy football you know we like to do that around here we love fantasy football so like always i'm going to give you guys my five starts and five sits but also later in the show, I'm going to be joined by my buddy Jason, and he's going to come on, and we are going to discuss the GM survey that went around the NBA for all the NBA GMs to vote on all of these different, all these different polls and questions, and we're gonna give our opinions on how we think the GMs did, how what we think our our picks would have been, all of that because the NBA season is right around the corner, and I couldn't be more pumped. The NBA starts in less than two weeks. I think it starts in 10 days exactly, and man, I'm super, super pumped for the NBA. So I'm going to be joined by Jason in a little bit. Now, if you don't really want to hear about the fantasy football stuff, that's totally fine. You could skip right over this. I'll have the timestamp of when me and Jason start talking about the NBA um, GM survey. I'll have the timestamp of that in the description of this episode so you can just skip right to that if you just want to avoid this fantasy football talk the fantasy football talk probably shouldn't take more than 10 to 15 minutes i'll be giving five starts and five sits so let's jump into it five starts five sits fantasy football week six gotta love it love fantasy football love to talk about starts and sits who i think is going to be doing good and who i think is going to be doing bad this week i had a pretty solid week last week so i am looking to keep this streak alive so let's jump right into it i am super pumped week six stardom sit starting with jordan addison as one of my starts this week yeah yeah so jordan addison is now the wide receiver one for the vikings because justin jefferson is now out he's on ir meaning the next man up is jordan addison to be that number one and i don't think the matchup could have been any better for jordan addison in his first game as wide receiver one going against the chicago bears who have a weak secondary. I think this matchup is all Jordan Addison. I think he's going to do great. I also think KJ Osborne is going to have a great game, but I'm going with Jordan Addison. I think he's a must start with Justin Jefferson out, especially with the matchup he has this week. I think Jordan Addison is going to cook the Bears defense. I think he's going to have a phenomenal game. I think that this is just this is just a recipe for greatness for Jordan Addison, and I could see it going so, so well for him. Just... I, I'm 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 big on Jordan Addison this week. I think that you know without Justin Jefferson, this is his this is his wide receiver room right now because he was the number two and, and K, like I said, I think KJ Osborne will be the new wide receiver two with Justin Jefferson out. I think he's gonna have a good game, but I'm riding with Jordan Addison versus the Bears. I'm totally riding with Jordan Addison versus the Bears. I love the matchup, love everything about it. So give me Jordan Addison as my first start. My second start is Josh Palmer. This is interesting, but I really do believe that the Cowboys-Chargers Monday night game is going to be very high scoring. I think we're going to see, I don't know, 54 points being scored in this game. And I think Joshua Palmer is going to play a big part. I think uh, Justin Herbert, I think they're going to go to the deep ball a lot. I think they're going to go to the deep ball a lot. And I think when Justin Herbert does that, I think he likes Josh Palmer. Because normally, that's kind of Mike Williams' job. But Mike Williams is out with an injury, so I I do think that Josh Palmer is taking over as kind of the deep threat, and I think in this game against the Cowboys, we're going to see a lot of that deep threat. Um, and like I said, I think it's going to be high scoring. I think Josh Palmer is going to get his his share of targets, his share of receptions, and his share of yardage, and maybe even a touchdown in there. So 
I like Josh Farmer this week going against the Cowboys. It's an interesting one because you don't really like to take guys going against really good defenses like the Cowboys, but I do think Josh Palmer is going to have a great game in a, in a high-scoring matchup. So give me Josh Palmer to have a good game this week going against the Cowboys in a high-scoring matchup. I like it. Next up, I got Logan Thomas, who honestly had a pretty solid game. Um, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Um, and going against Atlanta, they got a pretty Honestly, I feel like Atlanta's run defense is kind of under the radar. I think it's pretty solid. Um, I think they might be able to stuff the run here with Brian Robinson. I don't think Brian Robinson's going to have a great game. And I think Logan Thomas is absolutely going to get his. And, and again, for tight ends, it's tough because I do think that you know a good tight end score, like if, if a tight end gets 10, that's good, honestly, unless you're Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. But like if a tight end is getting 10, that's honestly solid. I think we could definitely see Logan Thomas get 10. I could see him getting at least like four to five receptions this game, decent amount of yardage. So I like the Logan Thomas game. I like a Logan Thomas matchup this week. So give me Logan Thomas as a start this week. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it goes with, with the tight end, but I like it. Next up, I have Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford um, going against the Cardinals. I think with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, Stafford showed to be very effective. I think we're back to seeing really good Matthew Stafford. I think it, this is a good matchup for him going against the Cardinals, who don't really have that good of a defense. Um, and I just, again, I just, I'm loving the matchup. I'm loving what I see from Stafford so far. Now, as a Niner fan, I don't love it because I do think that this Rams team is going to be decently dangerous. You know, I don't think they're going to be like they were in their Super Bowl year, but with 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 Cooper Cup and with Puka Nakua, I do believe that the Rams are going to be able to, to do some damage here, and I think Matthew Stafford, that's going to start um, Matthew Stafford going against the Cardinals. I think he's going to be able to feed his guys, feed Cooper, feed uh, Puka, and going against a pretty boring defense here, I could see Matthew Stafford having a really good game, um, so I'm all over the matchup for him. I do think this is a, if you need a streaming option this week, um, because, you know, some people are without tight ends, or excuse me, tight ends, quarterbacks. I do think Matthew Stafford is a guy that could uh, that could definitely fill that void that you need for this week. So I'm loving what I see from Stafford. So give me Matthew Stafford as, a, as another start. I just love the matchup. I love everything about it. I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a good game. Next, my last start, I got Zay Flowers. Playing in London. London. Yeah, they're in London. Going against the Titans. Titans don't have a good passing defense. Pass defense. It is not great. Their secondary is not great. And I could see, and honestly, I know that the, the Ravens were dropping a ton of balls. The receivers were dropping a ton of footballs. But Lamar Jackson is honestly slinging the football. And he's putting it, whether it's a good pass or not, the, the, the receivers are... They're having a chance to catch the ball. And I think he I think he really likes Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is his wide receiver one. We've seen it so far. Um, so I just think we're gonna see that again this week against a bad Titans defense. And I think Lamar Jackson is really liking Zay Flowers. I think he's getting comfortable with him. And I think we're gonna see another I think we're gonna see a good Zay Flowers game this week. Um I love it. I, I love the I love the matchup. I love how I think Lamar is getting comfortable with him. 
So he's a guy that I'm definitely looking at this week. I'm definitely looking at Zay Flowers this week to start. Okay, next. On to the sits. Starting with Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one, right? Amari Cooper, he's a guy who, who he's just really good. He's one of the better fantasy guys in this league. And, you know, like he's a guy that you wouldn't normally think about sitting. He's probably your wide receiver two to flex-ish. And, you know, I'm just going against the Niners. No Deshaun Watson. I think they're starting P.J. Walker. I'm not I'm not high on any Bears players this week. In fact, I had Jerome Ford on here, and I don't think I, he's not on here anymore. I don't think Jerome Ford's going to have a good game either. Amari is a guy that I'm not looking to start this week. Also, I heard it's going to be rainy. I just think everything is pointing in the direction of a not of not a good week for Amari Cooper. Don't love it. Don't like the matchup at all. Don't like the fact that his quarterback's out. Don't like the weather. I just don't like it. There's nothing about this matchup. There's nothing about this situation for Amari Cooper that I like. There's nothing about this situation that I like. So I am just, I'm staying away from Amari Cooper this week. I am totally staying away. Um, I have him. It's my wide receiver two. Technically now he's my wide receiver three because I got Adam Thielen who is killing it. Um, so Amari, stay away from Amari Cooper this week. I just don't think it's going to work out. Next, I have Dalton Schultz, who's going against the Saints, who are very good against tight ends. Um, Dalton Schultz is a tight end that he's, you know, like I said, the tight end position is very scarce. And if you're starting Dalton Schultz, you're likely in a tough spot. And I don't think this is a week you want to start Dalton Schultz. Going against a good defense against um, in the Saints, going against a defense who pretty much shut down tight ends all the time. Not liking. I'm honestly not really liking this game for CJ Stroud either. I do think this. I'm a big. I'm a CJ Stroud guy, but this could be a, a game where CJ Stroud throws his first interception. I don't like the matchup here for Dalton Schultz um, going against the Saints. Just I'm just not high on it. I'm not high on consistency from Dalton Schultz. I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. So Dalton Schultz is a guy that I wouldn't even bother with this week. Just don't like anything about this. Next, we're going to go to Jared Goff. Sitting Jared Goff going against Tampa Bay. Honestly, Jared Goff is coming off a pretty solid game, but I'm just not feeling it for him this week going against the Bucs. Um, honestly, I just think Tampa Bay can... Can 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 disrupt a lot of Jared Goff this week. I'm just not feeling the matchup here with, with not a whole lot of, you know, with maybe leaning on the run a little bit more um, for Tampa Bay. And you know, these guys always have a good matchup. And I'm just I'm not super super high on Jared Goff this week. Um, and and another big reason about it for that is is being on the road. Jared Goff has been not very good being on the road this this year so far and on the road against Tampa Bay I don't like it for Jared Goff he, he clearly has not been himself when on the road so I think we could see that happen again so I'm just not super sold on Jared Goff this week I do I would approach the situation with caution next up Michael Thomas Michael Thomas has been the most safe floor low ceiling fantasy player that I've ever seen in my life. We are five weeks in. He has got yet to get less than 9.3, I believe, and yet to get higher than 12, maybe point like two or five or something. 
Michael Thomas's floor is high and his ceiling is very low so far. And honestly, going against Houston, who have been a very surprisingly great defense, especially against wide receivers in fantasy, I don't like it for him. I don't like what I'm seeing from Michael Thomas just yeah, to, to secure spot in lineups. Now, I have him on one of my teams, and I was very excited when I picked him, but I knew it was kind of a risk. But man, this low floor, high floor, low ceiling thing is very interesting for Michael Thomas. I don't think he's going to break that ceiling this week. I don't think this is the week that that happens. So I'm not super high on, on the matchup for Michael Thomas going against Houston this week. Just the low floor, just the high floor. Maybe he hits nine. I don't think he's getting more than 12 again. He, Michael Thomas is not going to get you like eight receptions anymore. It doesn't seem like he's just going to get you like, you know, five receptions, 50 yards. Boom. There it is. 10 points. Solid, but not great. So, yeah. So as for Michael Thomas, I'm staying away. I just, I don't like the matchup here for Michael Thomas and he's, his floor is just high. His ceiling's just too low. I don't like the matchup here for Michael Thomas and his ceiling is just too low for me. Lastly, I have Rashad White. I have Rashad White, and going against Detroit, their run defense has been pretty solid. And I'm not liking a lot of. I'm not liking the production that I do see from Rashad White. And I think I think he can get stuff by Detroit. So honestly, Rashad White is a guy that I'm not super sold on this week. He's a guy that I'm staying away from. Um, if I had him on my team, Detroit's run defense could definitely. Um, get after him and 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 prevent him from honestly Rashad White isn't the most effective running back in the NFL let's be honest here so I'm not super high on Rashad White this week I'd stay away from him just don't like the matchup really um for Rashad White here so yeah I was trying to think because I wrote something here and I can't even read what I wrote but um yeah no Rashad White I'm staying away from Rashad White just don't like what I see so far those are my five starts and five sits, guys. I have Jordan Addison, Josh Palmer, Logan Thomas, Matthew Stafford, Zay Flowers, my five starts. And my five sits are Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, Jared Goff, Michael Thomas, Rashad White. Those are five starts, five sits for this upcoming week of fantasy football. We'll see how I did. We'll come back to these some point next week. But for now, we'll just have to wait and see. So we have finished the Stardom Sit'em segment. Now we're going to transition over to talking about this GM survey. I'm going to get my guy Jason on here. So I'll be back in a minute. It'll be a second for you guys. We'll just get right into it. But we'll be back talking about the GM survey, get some NBA talk going because NBA season is right around the corner. So here we go. Right on, guys. That was fantasy football stuff. We'll be back. And we're back. And I got my guy Jason on the show. What's up, Jason? How you doing, man? What's up, y'all? How you been? I've been living. Glad to have you on, dude. Um, always have some good talks. We're going to dive into this GM survey that was taken around the NBA. All the GMs uh, were asked, I think it was 50 total questions about all sorts of things in the NBA, especially for this upcoming season. So that's what we're going to dive into. We're going to go over most of the questions. We're going to give our takes on what the GM said and our takes on what we think um, the real answers to those questions should be. You ready to get into it, dude? Born ready. Let's rock and roll. Starting with the first question that was on the GM survey was one of the biggest ones of all. Which team will win the NBA Finals this year? The GMs voted 
the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets as the one and two. They were both tied for first. Jason, who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? Honestly, I think it's going to be the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the Bucks. I don't know where this, I guess, confidence in Boston really is, even with mm-hmm. the retooling. And I think we're gonna get that. We're gonna get to Boston more later, based on the GM survey. Mm-hmm. But I think giving Giannis a top three point guard in the league, which I think we've been saying for a long time, is get Giannis a real scorer besides him. And now he has one in Dame. Mm-hmm. I think that should get them out of the East. I think that will get him past Miami because Miami is like. Milwaukee's biggest like ghost, like they'd be scaring them. Yep. And I think they will I, I don't know. Something about the Bucks with this move makes them really, really dangerous. I don't believe in Boston that much. <clears throat> yeah, honestly, I agree. I have the Bucks. Uh it's I always have the Bucks, I feel like. Every season, at the beginning of every year, I always say the Bucks are my team to win the finals. Um but this year, I'm just I'm so sold on this move for Dame, and I'm a big Drew Holiday guy. I do think Drew Holiday was great for them, and I think he's gonna do good things in Boston as well. But I think just the addition of Dame to get Giannis that real secondary help on offense. Like I mean, Dame is this, one of the best offensive players in the league right now. So to you know to get Giannis that offensive help, I think I just think it's so perfect uh, for those two guys together. I am I'm so on board with that. Think about it like this. They still have Chris Middleton as their third option. If he stays healthy, that's another 20-point-per-game score right mm-hmm. there for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that offense is going to be lethal. Um, and, and they're good. I, think, they're... I was going to say, I think it's going to be a little more difficult for the Denver Nuggets to repeat because, I mean, repeating is always hard in general, but with, how, with the parity in the NBA, I think – it's going to be a little more difficult for them to get back. So they will probably be in the Western Conference Finals, if not the finals. But I think I would. I think it's safer to say I think the Bucks would win the finals this year. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm on board with that. And I one thing I was just going to add is that I do think that the Bucks are going to miss Drew Holiday's perimeter defense. I think they're totally going to miss that. But. It's not like they have no defenders at all. I mean, Giannis and Chris Middleton can hold it down. Um, I know Dame's not a great defender, but I mean the the stuff that he's going to supply bad. with them on. No, no, he's not bad. He's definitely not bad, yeah. but he's he's not Drew Holiday level. So there is there is that hole there. But the Bucks, uh, what Dame supplies on offense for this team is just going to take him to a whole other level. So I'm with you um, with the Bucks. The next question. Who will win the MVP? Starting off with some big ones. The NBA, 43% of the GM said Jokic. Giannis got some votes. Tatum, Luka. Who's your MVP this year? Even though I said I don't like Boston, I think it's somehow, if Boston gets the number one seed, it's going to be Jason Tatum. I think Mm -hmm. it's finally time for someone else that's not. I mean, they did it last year with uh, Jokic not getting it. And Embiid getting it, and I think voter fatigue is still going to exist. Like I don't think we'll see Jokic get it. I don't think we'll see Giannis get it either, because mm-hmm. again, you're going to give another MVP to another back-to-back winner. What I mean, 
the, there's only a couple of players in NBA history that deserve, like really deserve three MVPs in a row or three MVPs in general. Um, if it's not, if it's not Tatum, I think it's going to be Luca. And that's if Dallas does good enough, which that's a big if, but those yeah. two individually, I can see either of them. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I have a feeling if I had to put money on it, I do believe it's going to be Tatum. I just think that's kind of the way the NBA is going to lean this season. Um, However, I'm going to throw a little bit of a hot take here because I, that's exactly who I'm going to say. <laughs> that's how dude, funny. <laughs> I like that. I like that take, dude. I think Oklahoma City is going to be – they're definitely going to be a playoff team this season. They have all the right pieces to honestly compete with a lot of teams in the league, and Shea's the leader of that team, and every year he shows – I mean, he showed he gets better and better, and – his offense, his offense, he's like one of the best offensive talents in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a valid take. Tell me why when I wrote down my list for MVP, it's Tatum 1, Luka 2, and my dark horse is Shea. That's dude, literally on it. paper. I love it, dude. Yeah, I put Shea hot take. Um, but <laughs> yeah, dude, I think I think that's possible, dude. I really, really do with how, how good I think Oklahoma City is going to be and how much of a leader, like Shea's the leader of this team, the leader of this mm-hmm. offense. He's so, so good, especially at scoring the basketball, dude. So He plays with such a weird pace, and I think that's why NBA defenses can't contain it is mm-hmm. because his pace is different. Yeah, he has a great handle, and for his jumper mechanics, they work well enough for him that he gets mm-hmm. buckets. And he's like 6'6", so he gets downhill easy, and that's an mm-hmm. easy bucket. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something. He has all the tools to put together. The team is good enough where mm-hmm. he can actually perform and yeah. potentially win MVP. Um, I like it. I do. Next question. If you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? The leading vote getter was Jokic. Number two was uh, Wemby, and then Giannis was number three. Who would you sign if you were starting an NBA team today? See, this is this question is always very vague because it's taking into assumption, like, it's what, what parameters you put around it. Like, if we're starting with players today, as of today, you, I think you have to pick, like, Jokic or Giannis or Luka, those three, just based on ability what they've done in the past and age Mm -hmm. but like if i had to put age aside or everyone started at like everybody started at like 25 one person i pick one person i pick and it's pretty obvious i'm picking steph like that's and that's why that's why it's so difficult so to answer your question first probably right now Jokic. i -hmm. actually you know what no i'm gonna go Giannis. i'm gonna go me too (laughs) <laughs> because he can score as well as anybody in the league, mm-hmm. and he plays defense arguably better than anybody in the league. And yeah. that's still as blasphemous as it sounds, especially with what we saw in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's still what I still need to see from Jokic. He is mm-hmm. all-time great offensively. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, man, he is a traffic cone on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I got Giannis as my pick as well. Um, if I had to start a player, and and I do agree that if we are putting age aside, that 
I, w- I think Steph is the most valuable player in the league, and I don't even know how close it is. So I would totally pick Steph. But assuming we're not, and assuming every player is just how they are right now, I'd go with Giannis, um, mostly because of what he supplies defensively too. I mean, it's important. Like, both sides of the ball. Yeah, both sides of the ball. He's like the elite of the elite of that. Um, mm-hmm. I'd go Giannis, but I mean, you can't go wrong picking Jokic. Or, I mean, even if you wanted to pick Steph, you just better build a win now team because he might not have a yeah. ton of years left, like exactly. these other guys. But um, and it's interesting to see how high GMs are already on for Wemby, mm-hmm. especially with the data we have. I mm-hmm. feel like I would like to see one full NBA season first. Mm-hmm. And I mean, last night's preseason game is a decent indicator, but again, it's still preseason. We don't know what he looks like in the dog days of like January. Like what mm-hmm. does he look like on a January 24th night in, yeah. I don't know, in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> and is he even, and is he even playing is the question? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, pop's going to pull something and be like, Hey, yo, one B has a uh, slight cough. He's not playing tonight. Like that yeah. to, to save him. And it's like, sure but play the kid mm-hmm. we'll see i agree i think it's we're definitely we'll gonna see mm-hmm. yeah when i saw that when he was that high at number two i would i wouldn't pick him as I, I do think he's obviously gonna be great but i would need to see more than to just pick him over someone who's won two mvps and a championship already in Jokic or Giannis. like i'm that's way safer that's gonna be a fun matchup though think about it mm-hmm. Giannis versus Wemby. that'd be sick Wemby is just arguably a bigger Giannis with a mm-hmm. better jump shot, but he's mm-hmm. raw. So it's like Giannis is more refined as of right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see. It will be. Next question. Which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Steph Curry was number one. And I, I think. Do we need to talk about it? Like, no. Nope. Yep. Duh. Like, I, like, I agree. People want to like overrate gravity. It's like, bro, he melts defenses just being on the court. There's numbers to prove it. Get over it. Stop crying about it. That is Steph. Don't. Mm-mm. Steph mm-mm. Curry's gravity might be the most valuable asset in all of basketball right now to a team. I mean, it's arguably all of sports yeah oh yeah i mean all of sport i mean it's it's just so when you were looking at me like that i thought you were gonna disagree with me i was like what um no it's uh it's it's honestly unreal like you said we really don't even need to touch on that as it's so clear i think we're on the same page we are anything discussing steph curry i agree i do agree (laughs) next question which player is most likely to have a breakout season this upcoming year number one was anthony edwards but right behind him was kate cunningham um this is an interesting one i want to give mine because it's an interesting it's an interesting like a uh perspective i'm going with it Mm -hmm. i think guys like anthony edwards and Cade cunningham yeah because they haven't been like proven proven all-stars yet but Mm -hmm. is it weird if i say zion can have his breakout season if he finally stays healthy zion could show to be a top and player in the league because when Zion's healthy, dude, I mean, he is just so, so good all the time. He's so consistent. I'm putting Zion as my potential breakout guy. You know who I just thought of? Hmm. Because, yes, you have a very good point. I think 
because we don't have enough actual NBA data for Zion, this could if he play if he can stay healthy and just play games, we know what he can be, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a really really good player. So health, health's the biggest thing. He stays healthy. I totally get it. I do think I sort of agree with the GMs for the number one spot for mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. I think that kid is about to break. Like I think it's he's going to blossom. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, I think it's going to actually force him out of Minnesota. Mm. I think he's got like he's going to take the next step this year, and then there will be questions if he will stay. And do you think Minnesota completely? Do you think Minnesota completely blows it up? Because I saw a post today saying how they uh, a bunch of people don't think that Car Anthony Towns finishes the season on the Timberwolves. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I don't know where I mean, he goes, but I think in order for in order for Anthony Edwards to take the next step, he needs a real team. And Minnesota yeah. hasn't been a real team since Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's valid. Um, I will tell Anthony- you this though, my I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. My number two and my number three behind mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Number two. Scoot Anderson. Good one. I think he has high potential to be rookie of the year this year mm-hmm. because that Portland team is now much more balanced than it was with Damian Lillard. And just watching how decisive he is on the court. Yeah, it's preseason. You could take take it what you want, but he's very decisive. There was not a lot yeah. of fluff to his game. He went direct to the point, get buckets, looked really good. Scoot's mm-hmm. another one, but also, Paolo Banquero. I like it. Him. He was number four on the GM list. I think he will also because he's he has more ability and skill than mm-hmm. like a Zion, for example. And he's healthier. Mm-hmm. I think he can make a big jump as well. I don't know if it helps Orlando that much because what the hell is Orlando doing? Mm-hmm. But yeah, a power I like another it. shout. I like it. And one other guy that I wanted to bring up too, who also got votes, um, or at least a vote, is Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I think. I mean, he's got. He's a guy who's gotten better every every season too. Um, but he's he's another guy that I was thinking about. But real quick, somebody else who got a vote is Kyrie Irving. That was weird. Like he hasn't already weird. broken out yet. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that Kyrie Irving has shown to be an all star. Like, <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> are they just saying it's a resurgence? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Like, if that's what we're saying, maybe. Yeah. May I don't know. I no. mean, even when Kyrie's on the court, I mean, regardless, he's been great. Over, over yeah. And, over. That, and the issue is with him too is can he stay on the court? Exactly. I mean, him not being on the court cost Brooklyn a title and ultimately cost that team a uh, all-star squad. So yeah, it did. there's that. Okay, next we'll go on to the positions. Who is the best at each of these five positions? We'll start with number one, where we probably don't have to talk too much about it. Steph Curry. We know we know this. Steph Curry dominated it, sixty-three percent of votes. Pretty I mean, straightforward. Um, I told other- how many years ago did I tell you that? I think it was the 2020-2021 season where I said Steph Curry was already the greatest point guard ever. I did I love say it. that. I love it. So dude. We don't I have like to talk point take. guard anywhere, anytime. We don't have to talk point guard anytime. 
Other guys who got votes, Luca, Shea, and Dame. Next, best shooting guard. Pretty dominated by Devin Booker. But the um, second was funny, too. The second, second was place, funny. Steph Curry, which I honestly, this season, we might be seeing Steph play some uh, shooting guard. And if you want to classify him as a shooting guard, then he's the best shooting guard in the NBA. But yeah. we're going we're gonna to count him as a point guard here mm-hmm. and so who do you think is best shooting guard? Do you think they got it right with Devin Booker? Yeah, I think Booker's the best shooting guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like I'm, I'm right else. there with you. And Are we counting James Harden? James Harden's tough because... Is he even gonna, first off, is he even going to play in Philly? Sounds like I it, but who knows? He's already, put, he's already putting on the fat suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's, yeah, he'll probably be in Miami by the... February, if my if I'm a good guesser, mm-hmm. he's either that or he'll be a Clipper, one of the two. Yeah, um, that's valid. That that could totally happen. Um, I was also thinking about by the end of the season, if it could be Shea. I just don't know exactly if they want to classify him as a one or a two. So that's another interesting one. But if you're gonna classify Shea as a two, I think it's totally possible that by the end of the season, he could be that guy, number one. That's um, an interesting case. But I'm also going with Brad- that. We didn't talk about Bradley Beal either. Yeah, Bradley Beal did not receive a vote for shooting That's guard. That's interesting. Um, I feel like he's a top five shooting guard in the league. But now he's behind Devin Booker. Yeah. So, so well, like, now they have him playing the point guard, right? They're going to have him playing the point guard yeah, a little bit. Which is like weird because I would never classify Bradley Beal as a point guard. Me neither. Very weird. Yeah. Next There's position. no such thing as positions anymore. That's the truth. I agree. Um, next position. I didn't, like, I didn't like this one. Go. I didn't like it either. Small forward. Jason Tatum won it with Kevin Durant at two, Luka at three, LeBron at four, Kawhi at five. I think For me, are, we both, are we both taking Kevin Durant number one? I'm definitely taking Kevin Durant number Thank one. Thank you. All right. See, like, I don't know. Like, I get the, I get it because it's like, he's still young too. So like, I know age plays a factor in these GM surveys, mm-hmm. but Kevin Durant is a better basketball player than Jason Tatum. Stop it. Totally, dude. Please stop I, it. I, I, was, I was curious on what you were going to say because I totally had KD as my small forward. Yeah, I, um, and KD's my, I wrote KD down for my small forward. And I don't like, me, yeah. stop it. I agree. I agree. And it's not to say that Tatum isn't close, but I think that's Kevin Durant's I'd, title as the small forward in the league. I'd put Tatum two or three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd put him two or three, and that's I put him I above LeBron. Like, I was about to see. I would have said, I, "How do I feel about putting him above LeBron?" I think right now he probably is better, but it's like, bro, you're better than a forty-year-old LeBron that still averages twenty-seven, seven and seven. Yeah. So wow, <laughs> congr- congrats on barely being better than a forty-year-old. Good job. That's funny. Um, okay, so Kevin Durant for small forward for power forward and center. Well, I'm gonna assume it's pretty. Agreed. Giannis, Giannis and Jokic. Jokic. Boom. Money. I never like, got those. I remember when I tried to make the argument over um, Embiid being better than Jokic, and I just look mm-hmm. at myself so stupidly. Like, I at the time it made sense. Uh, like, there, you can see the argument, but looking back on it, there's off on an offensive standpoint, there is just no answer. Like, mm-hmm. Jokic, besides being able to score as efficient as possible, the way mm-hmm. he just moves the ball around and just conducts offense from the post. And even mm-hmm. the high paint is like unreal. So yeah, yeah, I look back at that and I'm like, Jason, you know what? You tried. Yeah, 
Okay, we're gonna go to so easy. The next one I have. Which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact? I think for me, I think it's pretty simply Damian Lillard. Yes. Who is your second? I know you have a second. My second is Chris Paul. I have. <laughs> you got Chris Paul. Did you I put have... Dame one, Chris Paul two? Yes. Yeah. So I'm dead serious. It's funny because Chris Paul didn't get a vote. And Which is weird. I think that's really weird. I think I... that's super weird because honestly, dude, Chris Paul, I mean, that trade was weird. And when it happened, I was confused. But mm-hmm. here I am. Fast forward, dude. And I am all over the move, and I think that Chris Paul's gonna open up the offense and you know what elevate I just it. Huh? Who didn't get on one of the uh, lists like a breakout or anything? Because George you mentioned Bull? the trade. That, yep. Did he, he get a like, vote on the breakout? I don't know. He didn't get a vote. That's weird. That's really weird. You would think he'd get a vote. I, would, I didn't even think I of him think, though. <laughs> I think me either. Till now, I think he should be on. He should be up on that too because I think he's about yeah. to average at least twenty five in Washington. At he least probably 25. will. Um, yeah. But yes, for um, biggest impact, I just look at it like this: Look how Chris Paul turned around that Oklahoma City franchise. Like he got Bingo. them to the play. He got them to either the play in or the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Whether it was an eight seed or whatever, whatever, but he took a bunch of kids to yep. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul is an elite floor raiser of a player, and I think Chris Paul, if he, if the Warriors do it right, Chris Paul is uh, the sixth man coming off the bench, and he rolls with like Moody, Kuminga, and a couple others. However, mm-hmm. they want to do that, mm-hmm. and they all but- buy, and everyone buys in. The Warriors are a scary team. I don't. The Warriors are a scary team. I actually had them as. I mean, I'm a Warrior fan, so obviously I had them as my dark horse for the NBA Finals. I like it. I love it. <laughs> and I, I mean, think, I know I think, you do. I think. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's so fair, dude. Like, it's it's a little bit of a warm take because you know there are there are just teams right now that are have proven to be better than we are, but. I would never count out these guys, especially with adding uh, Chris Paul. And it, man, even when Chris Paul, because I know he's going to come off the bench, but even when he is out there with the starters and out there with Steph and Clay, it's going to be sick. It's going to be so sick. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. <clears throat> All right. We're going to move to which team will be the most improved in 2023-2024? The team that won. Was the Thunder? I have to go with the Thunder too. I yeah. honestly think, and the biggest reason, number one, all their guys are young and they're all getting better. But they're also getting back Chet, and I think that that is just gonna elevate him yeah. even more. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a playoff team. It's a it's a six through eight playoff team, mm-hmm. and. If they are lucky, they will get the sixth seed and avoid the play-in. Mm-hmm. But I think they are at the at their worst. They're a play-in team. At their mm-hmm. best, they are a shock second-round exit. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. 
Um, yeah, I mean, one, you, can t- you can talk Houston. You can. I don't know why Dallas is on here. That like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Dallas is on here. Detroit. Uh. Yeah, Dallas being on there is is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I think I can see the Indiana Pacers also doing mm-hmm. something, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like this list. Oklahoma City is like should be far and ahead the most mm-hmm. improved team. I agree. Which is so weird to think about because I used to like absolutely slate them for having so many picks. Yeah. Like, finally, please it's, do something. It's uh, working out so far. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. Um, okay, we're going to get into the rookies and international section of this. Who will win the rookie of the year? Victor Wembanyama had half the votes, and then yeah. Scoot and Chet also mm. got some votes. Um, I have a feeling I mean, it'll be closer than we think. I just think that if if Wemby is healthy all year, I just think it's it's his award to lose. I just think it's already in his favor right now, regardless of how Scoot plays. I just think I just think Wemby's gonna get it. Yeah. I just think it's his. You know, I just think this yeah. is his award this year, regardless of what yeah. happens. You know, hey. um, I mean, well, you see what happened in twenty. Do you remember what happened in twenty twelve? 2012 Rookie of the Year was. We talked about him today. What year was? We talked, we talked about, about him today. Mm-hmm. Who was big move? Big move. The biggest move this year. Dame. Yes. Why did Dame in, win it in 2012? He was in 2011. What? He, was yes. he drafted in 2011? He was in Clay's draft class. Yeah. That, that, no, it was because the number one pick that year, if I'm not mistaken, was Anthony Davis. He got hurt mm, that year. Yeah, injuries. And that's why Damian Lillard won Rookie of the Year. I can see wow, a world so it's repeating itself. I can see a world where tall number one pick, when Benyama gets hurt. Or San, San Antonio's going to do something that will prevent him from winning. Whether it's the league saying you have to play a certain amount of days or games to qualify mm-hmm. for the award or something like that. I can see a world where that happens and Scoot wins Rookie of the Year. That's fair. That's funny. Tall number one pick, her Blazers guard. That also wears zero. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny, dude. What? It's October 14th. We'll find this out in next May or next mm-hmm. June. Call me next yeah. June when I'm right. Yeah, Call we'll my see. Shot. We'll go to which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft. Cam Whitmore at 20 to Houston. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. But I have an interesting one here. That I think you may like. I have a feeling I already know where this is going. Go. I think you do know. Did you put him go. down? Just go. Our guy. I knew no, it. I'm not. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was about to say, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I think that is pretty, like, I've liked what I've seen. And I think mm-hmm. all the way at 19, he could absolutely be a steal mm-hmm. for the Warriors. 
He's a better – the crazy thing is he's a better playmaker than a shooter, and he was mm-hmm. touted as a really good shooter coming into the mm-hmm. draft. So mm-hmm. it's like if his shooting catches along with his playmaking right now, kid's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know where you are on in the, the Twitter world, and I'm not calling it X. Forget that. Me um, too. I don't know where you are in the Twitter world, but I saw on, like, Warriors Twitter, it was a picture of the evolution of – Oh, I saw that. Of Charmander to Charizard, it was Nico yeah. Mannion, Dante, and then Pods, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, if Dude. this becomes true, bro, it's gonna be that's hilarious. so funny." I it's saw that. That was great. really, really funny. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a. I think that's a fair pick, though. Honestly, dude, being picked at a nineteen, mm-hmm. I think with that value, he could really exactly. help us out. This and that's season. the and that's the thing about what's the biggest steals, because like honestly, you can't call any of the Thompson twins a steal Mm-mm. but i think they're both gonna be really good yeah exactly i think those thompson twins are gonna be good yeah i yeah, will yeah, say yeah. cleveland getting imani bates is looking to pay dividends if yeah can, they got him what like 40 49th 49 yeah. if they keep it if he can keep his head on his shoulders right mm-hmm. and not do anything dumb yeah i think that'll that be, be up that'll there prove too. to be a really good pick yep all right, move on. I think this one's pretty clear. Best international player in the NBA. Do we even Jokic, have to? 80% of the votes. I was like, do we have to? I mean, nope. actually, I mean, we can. We can make the debate. Who's better you can, than him it, and Giannis? Like, you can entertain it. It's funny because Luka was second, and then Giannis was third, and then Embiid was fourth. Is, All four. Is which is weird to keep putting Luka second. I, I don't like we, we, I feel like we, we're almost overrating Luca and underrating Giannis, where mm-hmm. Giannis has actually proven it. Yeah, I agree. And Luca, for he has definitely, Luca hasn't had as good as a team as Giannis, mm-hmm. but man, Giannis, Giannis's, Giannis's finals run was disgusting mm-hmm. so it's like bro i don't like sure he's a better overall offensive talent than Giannis, but he's uh as i called Jokic, also a traffic cone on defense yeah Giannis doesn't have the perfect offensive game but he's a bulldozer and he's a defensive monster i think mm-hmm. we start we need to start counting defense being valued I agree. I don't know why. I feel like it's super undervalued. It's literally half the game. It's half the game. And Giannis is elite at both ends of it. And he just gets... I honestly feel like Giannis' finals run gets, like, brushed over. Like, I feel like a lot of people really don't talk about it. I mean, that was an impressive finals run. And he Mm -hmm. won it. And no one really talks about it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Well, yeah, no one talks about it because everyone's like, Oh, Kevin Durant's big toe wasn't on the line. It's like, shut up. Guess what? It wasn't. His big toe was on the line. Get yeah. over it. There yeah. is no what if. Giannis <laughs> yeah. did what he needed to do. And then he yep. dropped 50 in a game to win the NBA Finals. Like, who drops 50 in a game to win the NBA Finals? LeBron didn't do it. He dropped 51 in a game that he lost. Yeah. Like, stop it. Please stop it. Yeah. Stop so, it. I guess in my – I think it's the argument is much closer than people make it out to be between Jokic and Giannis. And – to keep putting Luca above Giannis is still really weird to me. That's what mm-hmm. I would say. I like it. 
All Ooh, right. He takes more than 10 seconds shooting a free throw. Yeah, it's like whatever. Um, Get over it. We're going to move on to the defense if portion of this. However, I just, something just popped into my head real fast. I want to backtrack all the way to the beginning when we were talking about MVP. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about De'Aaron Fox As getting that MVP, MVP candidate? Yeah. I don't think Sacramento's going to have the season they did like last year, but that if in the event they do, I can see it because mm-hmm. he's definitely the reason why they got that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wrote him down and I didn't even talk I'd about put him. If Sacramento does well, I would say he'd be top 10 in the MVP voting. Yep. I, agree. I don't know if I could even put him top five and I feel bad saying that, but I don't know if I can put him top five. Maybe. It'll all depend, exactly. But yeah, I mean, also, it could happen. I would like to interrupt for one second just to say that Italy beat Malta 4-0 in the European Cup uh, qualifiers. Oh, wow. Which is a good Four? thing because... 4-0. It's a good thing because Lord knows it. Italy internationally has been pretty doo-doo lately, and it's just mm-hmm. good to see them finally get back on track. That's all I need Yeah, to that's do. sick. I love it. Good stuff. As you Italy, have two baby. Italians. You have two Italians yeah. on this anyways. Yep, exactly. Don't get fooled by the Hernandez. We're don't almost get, I mean, full Italian out here. Don't get fooled <laughs> by the blackness. I actually have <laughs> an Italian citizenship. Like, come on now. All right. We'll move on to defense. Who is the best defensive player in the NBA? To me, it's really not that close. Is this a Giannis. question again? No, more of a statement. No, no, Giannis is the best defensive player. I will um, say I do like seeing Draymond Green as high as he is. They have him tied yeah. for third. I like seeing that. I agree. I do agree. Nobody uh, in the league has the brain defensively that Draymond does. Facts. So, like, imagine putting that in any other player. They'd be an absolute monster of a mm-hmm. player defensively. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that doesn't get rated highly enough. Like, Mans can Bingo. stop a three-on-one fast break by himself. Yep. Yep. I agree. I like. I like. I like the Draymond respect on there. Um, Drew Holiday should definitely be second too. Like he's. The, yeah. He's a great I defensive think, guard. Yeah, I think he's the best perimeter defender in the NBA, which is the next one. So, and he That's clearly so won that. Wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, Macau um, Bridges is a good shout, and yes, Marcus Smart should be there. He was a defensive player of the year. He needs to be up there. He flops um, a lot, but yes, he's a great defender. Yeah. Also. And I feel bad saying this. Can we stop putting Kawhi on any of these lists until he actually plays more than twelve games? <laughs> like I, I, and I get why the league is now like, the league should be doing like, this, meet this threshold to qualify for an award. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. Yeah. No, I think it's a good. I think it's a great idea. Um, the I only thing is when play. it gets, it gets a little dicey though when it's like. 64 i think the, what it's 65 games yes it's like if someone plays 65 and then someone plays 64 but then the person who plays 64 like so much deserves it then it's kind of like dang that's kind of lame but you didn't meet the the number so whatever what do we um, say best of the best ability is always availability be available true. like bro mm-hmm. facts i mean and i hate because you're always going to hear this like Using Jordan as an example, it's like, mm-hmm. dude, dude, damn near played every game he could. Mm-hmm. Kobe is notorious for saying, like, if, like, why would he load manage when people pay mm-hmm. to see him? It's like, mm-hmm. 
come on now. Yeah. Play the Box. just play the game. Yep. Play the game. This is what you sacrificed your entire adolescence for to play the game. So play mm-hmm. the game. Agreed. All right. Next, most versatile defender in the NBA. And you could say Giannis. Yes. But I would love to throw in somebody who I think is right there. Is at it number second two. on the list? It is second on the list. And I think well, it's yeah. like I think it's a very close second, and I think you could definitely make an argument. We are so warrior biased. I love it. I don't know, dude. We are warrior biased. It's okay to be war. It's okay to be warrior biased. Don't we are warrior. As long as you admit it, it's good. We're warrior biased, but if I wasn't a warrior fan, I hope I'd be able to recognize Draymond Green's value on defense. Mm -hmm. And I think you can make an argument for him to be the most versatile defender in the nba yes i would say so because draymond can also legitimately guard one through five Mm -hmm. if he wasn't Mm -hmm. able to guard one through five then i would question it but like he -hmm. can and again i think he has the best defensive brain of anybody in the league so he definitely deserves at least second you can make the Mm -hmm. argument between one and two sure go ahead but Mm -hmm. yeah i can totally see a world where draymond green is still the most versatile defensive player Bingo. Love it. We're going to move on to the miscellaneous portion, kind of skipping over the coaches. Uh, yeah, because know. we really All that don't stuff is, care yeah, that much. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, first, <laughs> the first one, which team is the most fun to watch? So number one was the Denver Nuggets, which honestly to me is a little surprising because Jokic is great. The Nuggets were good. Fun to watch. I love watching all basketball, but Sorry, in terms it, of pure it, yes. fun to watch? Yeah, no. No. Stop it. Just because they won the finals, stop it. I think you could put the Warriors finals. out one. The Warriors, the Warriors are the most fun team to watch in basketball. You know why? The data proves it. Every mm-hmm. big game that includes the Warriors breaks TV records. Please stop yep. it. We saw it last night because it was a highlight all over when mm-hmm. he did that little drive-in, pass it to Chris Paul, and then pointed while the ball was still in the air. He was pointing at him. So early. The Warriors are the most entertaining team in basketball, and they've probably been the most entertaining team in entertaining team (laughs) in basketball since Miami Heatles and Showtime Lakers. (laughs) The thumbs up went on your screen. That's beautiful. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think the Warriors are, are right there at number one, more fun to watch than the Nuggets. I mean, honestly, if you have Steph Curry on your team, you're probably the most fun team to watch in the NBA. Um, but also, I want to give the respects to the, honestly, the Sacramento Kings, dude. Like, especially in the regular season, they were fun to watch. I mean, that offense yes. was insane. So mm-hmm. I put them right there, too, honestly, at number two. But the yeah, Lakers the Nuggets, should not be, Lakers should not be anywhere near this because they're foul merchants. Stop it. The Lakers um, should be dead last. I would never want to voluntarily watch a Laker game. There's there's your Laker <laughs> bias happening, so I'll let you – we'll chill on that one. Um, Screw the, Oklahoma the Lakers. City, Oklahoma City Thunder going up. I have a feeling they're going to go up. I like God it. God damn. Last year, the Golden State Warriors had 52% of the vote. Makes sense. And they sense. dropped the 23. Like, oh, yeah. Like, them dropping makes no sense. But yeah, Dropping that far, them. though, is wild. I mean, it makes sense because the Warriors won that year, the year before. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I guess they're, again, winning bias. But Yeah, whoever yeah, no. wins gets the votes. Okay, 
like, which bro, team has no the best? Say, sorry, just real quick. No one would say oh, yeah. the Detroit Pistons in the 2000s or the 1980s were the mm. most fun team to watch just because they won the chip. Yeah. Stop it. It's different. <clears throat> um, which team has the best home court advantage? I mean, it's kind of a tough one to to pinpoint. I honestly, from what I know, I'd go with the Kings just because of what I heard from that stadium. Oh, like the the beam and how loud that stadium would get, I'd go with the Kings. The Nuggets ended up winning. Maybe it's just a winning bias again. I don't know. But I'd go with the so, Kings. So the Nuggets make sense, not because mm-hmm. of – not necessarily because of fandom, which I bet they have a really good fan base. I'm not going to dunk on that. But I think it's because of the altitude. I think that's why. Oh, I didn't even because think about that. Do you have every like every big player that has played against the Nuggets at any point in time always talks about the altitude actually being a factor. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. And as much as I hate to do this, the Warriors should not be that high. Oh no. Number two, so that, definitely the war- not. The, the Warriors should not be that high. And again, two Bay Area natives here as well. You've been to Chase Center, right? Yeah. I haven't been to Chase Center yet. But I remember a time going to Oracle Arena where people actually went to watch basketball. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was going to Warrior games when the Warriors were getting blown out by every team in the world. Mm-hmm. I saw Steph, I mean, I use Steph Curry as this example, but like I saw Steph change how people watched Warrior basketball. I saw them get good at Oracle, and I saw how vibrant and how loud that Oracle Arena was. Once they started winning and then companies in the Bay Area started using that as networking events rather than actually watching basketball, that's when the fandom for me just totally turned off. And that's why I would not put the Warrior home court advantage that high is because companies in the Bay Area still treat the Warriors like a networking event and trying to make money on their own rather Mm -hmm. than actually watching basketball. So Mm -hmm. that's why I would move the Warriors down the list. And that's just from a frustrated Bay Area sports fan. Agreed. Couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. Um, okay, we're going to move down a little bit. Which team has the most promising young core? I think that's pretty simple. Yeah, that's the Thunder. Simple. And they absolutely <laughs> smashed the voting. So Yeah. Cleveland's interesting, though. Why, why do they have Cleveland that high? Yeah, Cleveland at two, I mean, Orlando three. I don't. Yeah, no. I just think I don't. I would never choose any of those teams over the Thunder right now. I no, mean, I just not think at it's, all. I I think the Thunder honestly should have been unanimous, like number I one. Think here. De- <laughs> I think Detroit will move up the standings. I think mm-hmm. Houston should move up the standings as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I don't think one. it's. I don't think it's much of a conversation past Oklahoma City. Yep. Next, most athletic player. John Morant won the voting. Giannis, two. Uh, Anthony Edwards, three. Zion, four. I think he got to go jaw here. Right? I, if he can, if he can be, on the court. be out there. Yeah. Um, but I, I like, think you do yeah, have I, to go jaw in pure athleticism. I get it. I, get it. I mean, let's. What, what, are, what are we defining as? I mean, who can jump the highest? Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like I can make and I this sounds wild, I can make the argument that LeBron's still as athletic as John Morant, and that's weird to say. Yeah. I mean that's you weird. honestly could. That's why I'm like it's a, it's an interesting like, it's a weird one. 
this is how do you like def- when we get exactly how do you define athleticism? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, this one's dumb. Okay, this, this is never dumb. Ever been questioned? If this which, is what I think it is, yeah. Which player is the best pure shooter? Also, why Steph- did he go down one percent? That's what. Yeah, I don't even know how that even. Happens. Who's the one person that chose differently? Steph Curry got ninety percent of the votes when he should have gotten a hundred because we all know this. It's just widely known here that Steph Curry is the best and shooter ever, best pure shooter ever. I will make the argument that the, he could be ninety nine percent because the only one percent goes to Clay Thompson. Yes, thank you, because I was gonna bring that up too, and Clay Thompson didn't receive a single vote. So yeah, like I don't Yeah, I I, I, I totally like, agree with you on that, dude. I, I think I don't know why they keep talking anything like y'all to the people that voted against Steph Curry, what did he do to your team? He yeah, probably he, beat you in the playoffs. Or scored yeah, he, fifty on you at one point. Yep. Kevin Durant, Luke. Kennard and Damian uh, Damian Lillard um, were the guys who received other votes. No Clay Thompson, which I think if you're gonna vote for somebody besides Steph Curry as a pure shooter, you gotta go Clay Thompson. Why I don't even Luke think that's Kinnard, like why is Luke Kennard on the list? Why is Luke Kennard on the list? I, I get know. Dame and I get I sort of get Kevin Durant, but like Clay not well, being on the list, but Luke Kennard is is absolutely yeah. wild, ridiculous. <laughs> okay. This one, this next one, I think is pretty simple. Which player is the fastest with the ball? I think we saw that plenty of times last year. I think it's De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox. Yeah, God, he I won the voting. I missed the days when it was either John Wall or Derrick Rose. John Wall, yeah, Derrick Rose. Bro, Derrick, 2011 Derrick Rose with the basketball was like a fighter yeah. jet, and it was absolutely <laughs> terrifying. I missed those days a lot. Yeah, I remember when this would definitely be John Wall. I mean, those years when it was like John Wall was so fast. So fast. Which player is the best at moving without the ball? I think that's another pretty easy one. Why is this not 100%? This is like, it went down from 81%. Why is this not 100%? It's literally what makes, it's one of the reasons what makes him so great. Why are we questioning this? We were talking about this earlier. I mean, (sighs) Steph Curry won it with 73% of the votes, but... It, this is one that's pretty clear. He's the best at moving without the ball. <laughs> Not that close. Why? Why? Clay Thompson got votes, which I can kind of I can get because Clay's great without the ball. Mikal Bridges was second. Clay was third, and oh, yeah, Chris well, Middleton was four. Clay should be on the list purely because, like, relocate three and he can yeah. score sixty points with like no dribbles. He should be mm-hmm. on the list purely for that. Yep. Okay, we're getting down to these last few. We're speeding through them. Which player is the best passer? This shouldn't be as high as it is. I don't like that it's as high as it is. Yeah, I mean. I don't like how I just be. You know what they're doing, right? You're talking about with Jokic getting 67%? Yes, you know why they're doing that, right? Why? Because he just won the finals and he's a center? No, it's because he's tall. That's exactly. It's because he's tall. And tall mm-hmm. people aren't supposed to pass. They're supposed to just skyhook or yeah, lay up at the I rim. Mean, Stop it. He's a really good passer. I don't want to take that away from him. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's that. Like, Luka's definitely a very good passer. LeBron James is a very good passer. Please stop it. 
Chris Paul is a very good passer. These are names that should be on this list. James Harden is not that great of a passer. I don't care what you say. Yes, I well, know he averaged that. I think James Harden deserves to be in the conversation. You don't have to say he's the best, but I think he deserves to be in the <laughs> I think he deserves to be in the conversation. Come on, dude. I think I think James Harden deserves to be in the conversation. I, I guess like at, at that point, Russell Westbrook should be too. No, James Harden Russell is Les- the man that averaged a triple double triple double for how many years in a row is not a top passer, which is part of that stat. As you're yawning over that. Yeah, sorry. No, that was a real yawn. Sorry. I know it was, but it was just the timing was great. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, I, I think James Harden. I think James Harden. I think I think James Harden is a better basketball player when he puts when he puts the passing first, uh, uh rather than the scoring. I do. See, I don't I get why you say that, but I feel like James Harden's passing is only for his good rather than the team's good. I don't know if I necessarily agree. I think like, that why like for the most for the most part he'll dribble the ball down for 18 seconds, shot clock goes down, kick it to the corner, three either goes in or three doesn't. I don't see like actual creativity setting up for a nice assist or actually moving the ball around around well enough to to get a good like team play. And that's why I mm-hmm. say that. And I don't I'm not trying to say that he's not a good passer, but I don't think it's his passing skills are for the good of the team. I think they mm-hmm. are pure stats. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I get that. That makes sense. Um, I think all these guys are good on this list. Luca, LeBron, Tyrese Halliburton, Harden, and Chris Paul. I think those mm-hmm. guys all are deserving to be there. But Jokic at one. I mean, honestly, you could still make the argument that the that the number one is Chris Paul, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. all those guys, it's a really tough one. Honestly, those guys are all really close. Um, all right, let's let's do it because you already know how you feel about the next one. Which know. player is the best leader? Yes, stop LeBron it. LeBron James, the less one. Excuse me, the best leader resides in San Francisco, California. Stop it. Move on because I agree, and I don't have anything else to say. I don't. LeBron like, is not. We can the argue best what. We can argue what defines a leader, but it's like, dog, all like. Jalen Brunson got a vote. Sorry, that's just so <laughs> random to me. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, I think leading is multiple is in multiple facets, but like, leading by example is huge, which which I think Steph Curry does better than no other. But leading is also not making excuses and being able to take the blame for when things go wrong and then adjusting. And I think nobody else in the league does that better than Steph. Like literally his most, one of his most famous quotes, two of his most famous quotes is like, you don't want to see us when we're healthy. And then they go to win the NBA finals that year. And his initial tweet in 2009, when he got drafted, if there's one thing we're going to do is figure this out. And then boom, the Warriors are a dynasty. Like I don't, Yep. I don't know how else you can argue it, and I get why people would put LeBron there, but like bro, LeBron has scapegoated so many players and it's like Oh yeah. Dog, that's not leadership. Why are you throwing Facts. people under the bus? Why are you nuking coaches that don't align mm-hmm. with you? It's like mm-hmm. it's why he left Miami and I think mm-hmm. that that in general is why I wouldn't put him number one. Mm-hmm. I think that's very fair. Definitely. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I do think it's cool, honestly, to for me to see. There's three warriors who got votes: mm-hmm. Steph Curry, Chris Paul, and uh, you have a new warrior there. Let's be real, Draymond, but like new he's warrior. a warrior. Uh, and Draymond Green, who yes, I, I think Draymond's also... a great. Mm-hmm. Draymond is a great leader. I know he clocked Jordan Poole in the face, but uh, <laughs> which hurt that reputation. Let's be, we can call it that did. for real. It because did. yes, now you have young people looking at you crazy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's they're just <laughs> scared walking in there as a young player that they're gonna get socked in the head. Um, okay, let's move on to the most versatile player in basketball. Giannis won the voting. LeBron mm-hmm. got votes. Durant got votes. A lot of guys got votes. Mikel Bridges, Luka, mm-hmm. Paul George, Draymond, Jokic, and Tatum all got votes. Why is Tatum on this list? Yeah, I don't know why, why Tatum is, is here. I why don't... is Tatum on this list? Yeah, Jason Tatum being on this list is weird. I'm not in with it. Um, I don't. I also. I. I would. Why is Paul George on the list? I can get Paul George being on the list in terms of just. The ability oh. to do so many things. I would say Indiana Paul George, maybe. Indiana Paul George was definitely Paul more, George's. Yeah, because I feel like he's turned into more of a scorer than anything. And like, I think pure scores should not be on this list. Mm-hmm. That's why Giannis being number one, yes, Giannis is arguably the best offensive and defensive player. Like, I think. Yeah, that's why I think Giannis definitely is the most versatile but then if you want to look at it i mean just strictly like kevin durant's not a great offensive player but like all right no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not what i meant at all um sorry i meant Woo! to say kevin <laughs> that's not what i meant can't clip that one kevin oh, durant is, clip it clip it kevin durant is not the best defensive player <laughs> But offensively, he's so good that, like, if you want to, like, you know, he's so being as tall as he is, but also being able to play like a guard is something that's so ridiculous. So that's why I think he got, he definitely received some votes. Um, yes, Kevin Durant's a great offensive player. That was not what I meant. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I think he goes to Giannis. <clears throat> um, best basketball IQ. Honestly, kind of shocked Draymond didn't get a vote here. Um, yeah, Jokic won. Weird. Jokic won. LeBron, Chris Paul, Steph, and Luca. Honestly, I would have been more shocked. I'm a little more shocked that Steph got one and Draymond didn't. I feel like yeah. Draymond definitely has. I would argue. Yeah, I would argue that Draymond has a better basketball IQ than Steph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's fair to give it to Jokic. Um, yeah. yeah. I think any of these guys deserve it though. This is another one where it's just. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like. If you put pads and a helmet on them, they'd all be like really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. So Yeah. Like just the brain. Uh-huh. They'd be all be really good quarterbacks. So yes. Mm-hmm. It is weird and to not have Draymond on there. I think that's weird. When I saw that, I was like, I totally think he deserves it. Um, in the final award for the players, which player would you want taking a shot at the game on the line? Steph I like Curry. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, my he's answer. Not he's not clutch. Ah. That's Stop a it. terrible take and argument. He is clutch. Oh, Clay Thompson saved him. Clay Thompson saved him. Ah, like, People are crazy. Steph Please. Curry won the voting. He, I, if I need to take a shot for the game, I would like to have the greatest shooter of Someone, all time uh, taking that shot. 
Someone insert uh, Max Kellerman's I want Igadala here. Uh, yeah, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't know how but, you argue against it. Me neither. Me neither. I want the best shooter of all time shooting it. Pretty mm -hmm. simple for me. And and this is also the leadership part because guess mm -hmm. what? He actually takes accountability when he misses those. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I don't know how like Especially when Kevin Durant's big toe loses him the game too. So like, ooh, yeah, we don't need those big shoes taking the last shot. I, I'd rather have the guy with the smaller feet. Oh, uh, that's a but bad, honestly, that, that's a bad shot at KD. But like, <laughs> yes, he's amazing. But yeah, I'm taking, I'm rocking with thirty. Yeah. Also, to the people that would disagree with a lot of these things, I said, I said this way back. Um, my phrase was always watch more hoop. A lot of y'all need to watch more hoop. Then what we say makes sense. Yep. He nailed it. And that is most of the questions that the GMs answered for the survey. We went through most of them, gave our opinions. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Jason, thank you, dude, for coming on. I had a good time. Thank you for uh, yeah, being of course. a guest. <laughs> <Make> it... <laughs> There's the thumbs up again. Um, thank you for coming on. Everybody out there listening, thank you. If you're still listening, you must have enjoyed something. So I appreciate it. You know you can find me on social media on Instagram at the nightshift.pod, on TikTok at the nightshift pod, on Twitter at the nightshift. Two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. And I'm not calling it X either. Screw that. It will always be Twitter. I have not updated my my Twitter. Uh, you so still I can have still the bird have, logo? I want the bird wow. logo. I'm never that. I don't want to update it. So I still have the bird logo. Um, that's what, uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Good job. But um, everybody else, everyone out there listening, again, you know you can subscribe, like, review, rate, wherever you're listening, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. It would be much appreciated. And thank you again, yes, Jason, please, for coming please on. Please go listen to him. I need, a, uh, I need an Adam Schefter slash Woj in my group so I can actually <laughs> learn, so I can get information about sports quicker. <laughs> I always try to I always try to send it as fast as I can. The funny I, thing is I still beat you. Sometimes. Not you 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 beat me the only reason you beat me on the Dame news was because I was in the shower. No, I, I, but I, I, I would still beat you in a couple cases. A couple times. I say generally I get that news in there pretty fast. You get there I, pretty fast, but like I, there's a couple times, I'll say there are a few times where it's pretty much either me like most of the time it's or either you or i set like in our group chats it's either you or i that really yeah participate um, like this yeah so anyways everyone out there listening again thank you so much i really appreciate it and that'll be it for me i'm out peace